Welcome back to another episode of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. This month, I'm joined by Fred Hawkins, owner of Dirty Dog Off-Road, a Jeep-focused shop located in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that has earned a reputation as one of the premier off-road and overlanding shops in the state. In addition to building show-worthy vehicles, Hawkins is also somewhat of an expert on employee training and is currently developing a program for gear and driveline installers with Yukon Gear and Axle. In this episode, we'll discuss that program, its design and benefits, the current labor market, the expansion of the overlanding segment, and much more. But that's enough from me. Now, it's time to get in gear with Fred Hawkins. All right, I'm with Fred Hawkins from Dirty Dog Off-Road. Um, Fred, first of all, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's my pleasure. I always, uh, always love uh, uh, talking to you guys and uh, talking about the new stuff coming out. So Cool. Um, well, so I, I first want to start off uh, just asking you about what uh, service you, services you guys offer down there um, in, in Albuquerque, uh, size of the shop, number of employees, that, that kind of stuff, just nuts and bolts of uh, Dirty Dog Off-Road. So uh, Dirty Dog Off-Road, we're uh, pretty much a Jeep specialist shop. Um, we're the premier Jeep place to go to um, pretty much in New Mexico. Um, we have guys coming up from Roswell, Clovis, Farmington, um, pretty much everywhere in the state to, to get stuff done. So, um, but primarily we work on Jeeps. We do work on, you know, occasional things, um, you know, the new Broncos coming out, mm -hmm. uh, big truck stuff. Um, but, uh, our meat and potatoes in, is really 90%, um, Jeep stuff. So, um, we're running about a, oh, it's about a 5,000 square foot shop, uh, two lifts, uh, three full-time employees. Um, yeah. So, cool. oh, well, the first thing I want to get to, um, and we've covered this on, on the shop website before, um, but you helped Yukon Gear and Axle develop, um, it's called the Certified Driveline Installer Program. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it's it's a certified um, um, driveline gear installer program. Um, we're still we're we're still working on getting it rolled out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've been running we've been running kind of as the test facility for it, um, and uh, we're actually getting ready to put our um, second certified gear installer out. Um, here probably well the way the way things are going probably uh end of the month uh cool. end of next month so cool. well yeah i was just gonna ask if you could kind of give us an overview of what the program is and uh how the opportunity came about to develop it and what the process has been like putting this thing together sure so it's so going back a little bit um there is really no there is no action not even really there's there's pretty much just no um uh, training and certification program um, for uh, gear installers um, in the U.S. Um, the only thing there is is the uh, ASC um, certification, and it it's more it's more of a uh, driveline versus an actual um, you know how to install gears gear install. I mean, I think there's like four questions on the test, mm -hmm. you know, for the whole thing. It really doesn't do any <laughs> justice for actually you know getting people trained, getting people certified, mm -hmm. um, and, and having something to stand behind, you know, you know, out there in our market. Yeah. Um, so this, this kind of came about, um, 
uh, after the development of um, Yukon Gear and Axles Master um, Gear Installer Program. Um, so we have a master gear installer program where folks who, you know, have been in the business a while and, you know, know what they're doing can go and get certified as a master gear installer. But uh, what we, we soon found out and learned is that there's nothing, you know, qualification base to show, you know, to fill that gap, basically, yeah. you know, not knowing anything and, hey, step it up. And so that's kind of where, you know, I came into the program, mm -hmm. um, you know, the master, the master programs, you know, run through Yukon and let's roll off road out of Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Andrew and those guys do a great job um, running the master program. Mm -hmm. So what this program is designed to do is, is to help shops build a training program for their installers um, that leads to a certification and a competency Mm -hmm. um, to allow them then, you know, after they have the experience and whatnot, then to actually move up into, you know, the, the, the master's program. And the way the program's laid out is that we take, uh, our, our pool of math, current master installers, mm -hmm. and they're the ones who are providing the training certification. Mm -hmm. So new students, you know, you get, you know, the textbook, um, which talks all about how to install gears, things like that. You work one-on-one -on -one with your, you know, master installer, you know, doing gears, gear sets and installs. And part of it is you have a task book based training program. Mm -hmm. So um, to complete the program, you have to do 30 gear installs under a master installer to satisfaction. Um, you have a task book, each gear installed, you have to record final pictures of drive and co-sides. You have to have all of your numbers, you know, um, pinion depths, uh, preloads, um, backlash, all of that recorded for each gear install, and the master installer signs off on it. And we kind of, you know, pick 30 because it's actually turns out to be a pretty good set um, to work with. Mm -hmm. You know, by the time, I mean, there's some speed shops out there, you know, that's all you're doing gears all day long. Mm -hmm. But our experience, and like I said, we're going to roll our second guy out, is it's generally about a six-month apprenticeship at best, um, you know, to, to get those 30 gear installs done um, uh, and completed. Mm -hmm. And it works really well because now we have, you know, we have, again, with that taskbook-based, we have documentation um, showing progress and how they're doing so at the end of it, when we go and when we submit, you know, the task books to Yukon and they receive their certificate as a, you know, Yukon certified you know, driveline gear installer, mm -hmm. um, there's actually something to back it and something based. It's not just a, you know, well, I took five questions on a test and, mm -hmm. you know, I matched the right ones to the right number, you know? Yeah. So. Um, so how, I mean, you mentioned it's kind of still in progress. I mean, you've been kind of the the training ground for all of this. How, how do you think it's going so far? Um, do you think this is going to help you retain employees? And do you think kind of having these documented steps that you have to follow through, um, do you think that like incentivizes employees to stick around at your shop? Well, it, it does. It, it, not only that, but it incentivizes um, customers too, um, which I'll talk about. But okay. from the employee yeah. base, um, you know, I mean, if they don't start and finish with a master installer, they don't get a certificate. I mean, mm -hmm. so, you know, there's, there's a desire to, you know, 
to be there to to work you know and you know like i've talked about with you know with other other shops and other owners is you know it's not just something you bring everybody in and go hey you know we're gonna make you you know we're gonna start you on this and make you you know a certified gear installer you know mm-hmm. i mean i've got i have one guy who's not in the program i have two other guys one guy who's completed a program and another guy who's in the program you know mm-hmm. um you know so there's you know there is some selection in that to begin with mm-hmm. um and then yeah it's you know i mean there's there's a there's a retaining aspect you know them wanting to complete the training um getting to the end of it and if they don't make it to the end um you know and they quit or whatever the case may be um you know then it ends mm-hmm. um you know they may have a they may have a completed task book or a partially completed task book, but unless, you know, literally unless they go to work for another master gear installer somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to get completed. You just can't complete it on your own and send it in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so from the retention aspect, I, I think it, I think it helps a lot, you know, especially on a, especially on um, retaining higher quality employees, mm-hmm. shall we say, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, versus just, you know, um tire changers <laughs> you know okay, yeah i don't mean that offensive to all the tire changers out there okay but <laughs> but you know it, it kind of provides that um yeah, sure. and then on the other side like i said for for uh customer base um it it does great you know we're we are the only master gear installer in the state of new mexico mm-hmm. so you know we get to to tout that mm-hmm. uh, which is part of why people come from you know all over the state yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, wise to come get our stuff done. And, and when we talk to them about, you know, what we're doing and, you know, how our training program works and not to mention, you know, our, our final gear sheet. So, you know, when our installers are doing the pictures and the data and the rest of the stuff, we actually have a sheet that goes to the customer, which has all that on it. Um, so, you know, and the customers get that, you know, when we're done. Um, and you know, they love it. They, they mm-hmm. love the detail. They love the quality, you know, and, and that's what we're putting out. And that's what, w- with this program, we're, we're trying to show and, and move across, you know, the, the, the automotive field mm-hmm. in it. So, and like I said, our customers, you know, they love it. You know, they, mm-hmm. they think it's great, you know? Um, so as a matter of fact, we had a guy come up here recently who had another shop, um, install a set of gears for him and as soon as he left he was having problems with them mm-hmm. and he had bought the gears and brought them to him um they were actually yukon bought the gears brought them to him they set it up they didn't set them up correctly but they wouldn't stand behind it they were like well you brought us the gears you know there's no warranty or whatever it's like well it's your labor you know yeah, yeah. i mean it's still you know your labor mm-hmm. and um you know he found us because we're yukon and we helped him out and Yukon too, you know, they, they came up and helped out with a really great deal to get them a new, all new ring and pinion smasher install kit. So we could do it. You know, we gave them a deal on it, you know, mm-hmm. to get them fixed, you know, and when we took it apart and documented everything, yeah, it was just a, it was just a bad job. Yeah. But you know, that, that's where we can, you know, again, stand up and go, look here, you know, here's our background, you know, this is what we do, you know, here's our training program and, and it's gone a long ways to, to, you know, to, help us and you know you know move us through the market so Mm -hmm. i mean is that something you guys were doing before it was kind of formalized with this program that you were kind of documenting the process and providing the customer with that detailed information or is that something that came along with the program no that was something that was something we've been doing for for a long time um and um which has really been a a good thing on our part that we do Mm -hmm. and it's helped us out 
you know, a few times, uh, especially when it comes to dealer warranty issues. Um, but being able to, to have that documentation in place. But that was something we've been doing, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of when, you know, the opportunity to, to work with Neil and, and Andrew on this and, you know, kind of start developing this baseline program, it was, you know, and, it, and part of this like a task book thing comes from the Forest Service. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something the Forest Service does with their firefighters is they do task book based training and certification. So, and I'm an ex-firefighter. So basically mm-hmm. it, it, it was just a matter of melding the two together. So coming up with a task book was really simple. We already had the format. We already had, you know, where we needed to do and what we needed to achieve. Um, and we already had a really solid base and what we've been doing for a long time. We just, you know, are in gear sheets that we give our customers. Mm-hmm. So, so it all just kind of, you know, melded perfectly together. Yeah. Uh, do you think something like this, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be as built out as a manufacturer um, sponsored program, but I mean, having a kind of laid out um, formulaic program like this, I mean, does that translate to things that you do across the shop, whether it's, you know, like manning the computer at the desk or whatever, like what are the things that you kind of looked for that could translate across the, the full spectrum if, if a shop isn't necessarily um, doing a lot of driveline work? Well, I mean, you could, you could certainly adapt it into, you know, pretty much any other task. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, from one point, it, it's kind of like having a checklist. I mean, there are shops that do, you know, you have a check-in list and a checkout list, you know, and mm-hmm. you, know, you go through and, you know, you know, some are really detailed, you know, uh, suspension lifts, you know, you know, were these bolts checked, you know, and you got to check them and initial them and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a more, that can be a more in-depth system, but it's, it's kind of similar along the same lines. You can use that basic, you know, concept across, you know, that line where, where the, the gear install side of it works is, and works really well is because it's, it's very technical. There are specific numbers, mm-hmm. you know, you're recording and and the numbers vary you know not every not every rear end is exactly the same setup and the same shins and the rest of it you know the the ultimate final one is what does the pattern look like that's Mm -hmm. that's the ultimate goal and how you got to it varies but being able to document that you know in a format Mm -hmm. at at the end or through the process um you know really works well and 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 helps you out Mm -hmm. and what you're doing too you know, yeah. so you can see how it's, how it's functioning. So yeah, you could do the same thing along other lines, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. guys who build motors use similar processes or similar mm-hmm. type um, recording systems, you know, you know, when you're doing, you know, building motors and, you know, head deck, you know, measurements and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, you kind of touched on this a little bit, um, but what sort of things do you look for in an employee um, when you're, you know, looking for more help in the shop? Um, is, I mean, is if is um, to show up? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big part of it, obviously. Um, but I mean, is the motivation to complete something like this? I mean, do you present this to people when um, you're you're looking for help? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, and that's one of the things we we put forth because that is. You know, it's, it's clearly something nobody else offers in the area. Nobody else offers mm-hmm. a training program in the area. We're, we're mm-hmm. in. 
Um, you know, uh, the biggest problem, and this is this is across the spectrum period, is finding employees, finding mm -hmm. you know, finding people who you know want to go to work and are willing to work. Um, you know, a, a buddy of mine who's uh, you know, master chief mechanic Chrysler, he just retired, but, you know, we have a conversation all the time, you know, looking for people. And, you know, the problem is, is that anybody who's worth the damn is probably already employed and anybody who's not you probably don't want to hire in the first place, you know, and, and unfortunately we're trying to find the middle ground, you know, you know, that, 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 that area in between of, you know, people who, you know, want to work and are motivated and, and want to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's another aspect. I mean, you know, to be honest, both the guys working in my shop are, you know, in their forties, you mm -hmm. know, and I got one guy, you know, he's 51. He's just a little younger than I, I am, <laughs> you know, um, I know the kids, kids nowadays just don't want to work, you know? So, I mean, you know, I, I the last time I had a, a kid in the shop, you know, he lasted about, you know, three months and, <laughs> you know, was gone, mm. you know, so, um, didn't like putting on tires. Um, <laughs> um but so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, and it's not just, I mean, it literally, it's not just our field either, no, you know, no. lots of buddies in other businesses and other fields. And, you know, it's, True. it's the same thing across the market, you know, they, they swear, you know, employment's up and the rest of it, but we can't seem to see it, you know, mm -hmm. certainly not on our end. So. Yeah. I mean, wh what do you do? I mean, what, what have you been trying to do to get people in the door that, you know, might last longer than three months? I can't, I can't get people to apply. I, I mean, they just, you know, mm -hmm. we've been running ads. We, we have a constant ad running, you know, full-time I've got, you know, flyers up on my tool truck guys, trucks, you know, cause they're really cool about helping us out too. And, you know, and they visit all the shops. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, you know, we're running ads and, you know, just, just nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, I, you know, where, where they're at, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, totally switching gears here. Um, I met you at the, at the SEMA show um, last year. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you what kind of impact that had on your shop, just being at the show. You guys were over, was it the... Um, the overlanding, um, I can't remember what they call it. Overland the, Expo, yep. Yeah, yeah we were uh, front center at the Overland Expo with uh, our Gladiator Optimus. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also had a second vehicle outside the West Hall, um, Alita One, on mm -hmm. display out there too. So um, it was great. Um, you know, we, 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 were, we were showing off um, our 2021 Gladiator mm -hmm. um, with it was a full custom utility box um, built for a cross market industry mm -hmm. uh, rooftop tent, you know, straight for overlanding. Mm -hmm. um, we also had it, you know, set up to, you know, for uh, the wildland community um, mm -hmm. for single resource capabilities for wildland um, tactical response um, and general, you know, construction contractor type setups. You know, it's a mm -hmm. really versatile concept yeah. um, in it. Um, and it, it was extremely popular, you know, people loved it. Um, you know, we got a lot of great positive feedback on it. Um, met a lot of great people like you. Um, <laughs> well, I was yeah. gonna say, it certainly drew my attention that's for sure. Yeah. Well, that's what it was designed to do. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was really, you know, it was really good and real, really positive. So, mm -hmm. 
you know, one of our, one of our folks um, in our group, uh, Jennifer Chapin, um, she's actually right now back in Detroit working on the ladies only uh, Ford Bronco SEMA yeah. build for SEMA. Cool. Um, so she'll be, she's out there right now. They're doing the build all under hush and cover, but mm -hmm. uh, they'll be unveiling that um, this year at SEMA. Mm -hmm. um, so she'll be out there, you know, repping us. We're, we're not going to have a, a booth in an actual vehicle this year out there. Mm -hmm. um, it's just been a very busy year for us after yeah. SEMA. So that's been good. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. Uh, do you think the the SEMA support of kind of the overlanding segment? Um, I know that's, I, I've, I've only been to, I was there in 2019 and then again in 2021. Um, so I don't know if it existed before that, but my impression was that the overlanding exhibit was pretty new. Um, do you think the SEMA support for that has kind of helped that segment grow? I think so. Yeah, it's, it, that was the, all right, that was the second official year. You're right. In uh, uh, 19 pre pre COVID was yeah. the first one, um, and then they brought it back, and um, you know it had a it had a good turnout, and you know it, it it literally was the only opportunity to actually be able to start showcasing a lot of these accessories, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the overland market, especially for a lot of the you know overland specific vendors. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that market's, you know, that market is growing dramatically, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say it's, I don't want to say it's, you know, overtaking the rock crawling world, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's definitely, um, it, it's definitely up there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and I think honestly, um, COVID did a lot to help that also, mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody was cooped up, um, you know, we saw, you know, we saw, <laughs> I don't want to say we saw record sales, but uh, mm -hmm. our sales were definitely better than the year before during COVID because people mm -hmm. just, they were sitting around with nothing to do. Yeah. They wanted to fix up Jeeps. They wanted to go out in the middle of nowhere camp. And, you know, that really, I think, helped boost a lot of, um, you know, people's desires to get back outdoor and help the overland industry. And so mm -hmm. SEMA being able to, to showcase, you know, some of that um, and, and again, this year, and I hope it's even bigger this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, I think it's a real benefit. So, what, I mean, what seems about is showing off, you know, the new market trends. Mm -hmm. you know, what is or yeah. you know, yeah, new market trends. You know, what what's coming up? What where do people want to go? Whether it's you know, Jeep off roading, mm -hmm. you know, cars, you know, drifting, all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. what's it been like, kind of managing that that shift? I mean that the growth in the overlanding segment um, from a shop's perspective. Have you um, had to kind of take a whole new approach to just what you keep in stock and, um, you know, even marketing to, to, to the general public? I mean, what's that been like? No, um, we're not a, we're not a big box store. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so, and, and we're a, you know, we're a, you know, we're a specific market. We're, we're, we're the Jeep market, mm -hmm. you know, so people come to us to talk and work on and figure out what they want to do Jeep wise. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not, we're not those guys. Like when people come in, a, when people come in to our shop and want to talk overlanding, mm -hmm. you know, lifts, gear packages, things like that. Um, 
you know, our first thing is, is we sit down and, and talk to the customer. Like, mm-hmm. here's my favorite. My favorite is people who come in for lifts. That's my favorite one. Because they come <laughs> in and they're like, oh, what are you looking for? I want a four and a half inch long arm kit with 38s and, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I'm like, all right, well, let's sit down and talk. And my first question is always, what kind of wheeling are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? And most of them are like, you know, well, you know, I just, you know, I get one. I had this, I had this lady. She's like, I want, I want 38s, you know, and a four and a half inch lift and da, 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 da. I'm like, what are you going to do? <laughs> She's like, well, all I'm going to do is I'm going to drive her from home to school. Cause I'm a school teacher, but I want it to look badass in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then you don't need a four and a half inch and 38 inch tires and da, da, da. What you need is 35 inch tires, flat fenders. It'll look identical and you'll be happy with it and it'll look bad as a parking lot. And so that's exactly what we did. And she was ecstatic, you know, and she calls yeah. like, oh man, everybody loves a Jeep. And da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah. And you didn't need to spend $8,000 on stuff that, you know, you don't need and aren't going to use, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's what, that's us. That's, that's how we operate. You know, mm-hmm. I'm all about, you know, having you not spend money where you don't need it and put it to where you need it. So when it comes to like the overlanding and the rest of it, it it's all customer base, you know, mm-hmm. come in, you know, it's, it's sit down and, and let's talk about what you want to do. And then at that point, you know, figure out, you know, what you like best, let's get it in, let's order it and da, 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 da. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we stock gears like crazy. We stock lifts, um, you know, the rest of the stuff is order based because mm-hmm. there's so much out there in our market, you mm-hmm. know, you know. Yeah, sure, the big box stores could do it because they own half the market anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, yeah, you know, sure. for us, there's just way too much inventory and way too much variety. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. our motto is your Jeep, your way. So, you know, you can't yeah. do that when you're just boxing stuff on the shelf and trying to move it because you got to move inventory, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, gotcha. Well, that's about all the time we have today. Um, Fred, really appreciate you coming on. It, it's been a pleasure talking to you. My pleasure. I, I, I think you guys do great stuff with the magazine and, and good information out there and, you know, look for, look forward to seeing the future stuff. And I'm always glad to be here and, and talk to you, AJ. So. Well, that's all we've got for this episode. Thanks again to Fred for hopping on the show with us this month. If you want to learn more about Dirty Dog Off-Road, you can find them online at dirtydogoffroad.com or you can check them out on Facebook. If you enjoyed the show, you can find this and all upcoming episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, alongside our full catalog of past interviews. You can also head over to theshopmag.com to subscribe to the magazine and the daily e-newsletter, which will send every new episode directly to your inbox, in addition to all of the latest news in the aftermarket. That's a wrap on this month, so thanks again for listening to In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Heck. Cheers.